0: You're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for joining us. This week, we're spending time with RA contributor Mariana Beresovska, who has interviewed the inimitable artist and composer Pan Dai Jing, who's just about to release another record on the label
1: Pan. The label represents a community of artists and musicians that are crossing different disciplines, crossing different visions and, you know, different generation as well, different background. And it definitely indicates a strong sense of openness, which I think it's very important in listening music or making music to don't have a bias towards possibilities in sound.
0: Pan Jing is a self-taught, self-proclaimed outsider who makes music art and tells stories. Rooted in noise music, her raw approach as a composer and performer takes many forms, primarily performance art, sound, dance and installation all hinged heavily on improvisation. Mariana caught up with Pan, who was preparing for an exhibition at the time, towards the end of last year, and as you're about to hear, their conversation covers opera, Rituals, cooking and solitude. I hope that you have a wonderful listen to Pan Dai Jing on RA's Exchange. Hi
2: Pan, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good as Thanks well. for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us here. Um, yeah, so would like to speak, to start our conversation um, with your latest album, uh, which is called Jade. Uh, it just came out on Pound Records uh, a few months ago. And your previous album also came out on Pound Records and it was Lack uh, in 2017. Um, yeah, how is it for you releasing on such a multidisciplinary um, label that combine so many approaches to music genres uh, people backgrounds and um all the possible things in art today yeah i mean it's definitely
1: very exciting because we also have like another one coming out um mm, okay. it's just announced it's coming out in january you know so i've definitely been working with the label for my music release since you know as you said 2017 and it's definitely been a very interesting exciting journey with them and as you said like the label represent a community of artists and musicians that are crossing different disciplines crossing different visions and you know different generation as well different background and it definitely indicate a strong sense of openness which I think it's very important in listening music or making music to don't have a bias towards Possibilities in sound. So, in this way, I feel very grateful to be able to, you know, uh, share my work among this community of, um, you know, great minds that, um, you know, everyone shares in a way um, on the personal level or professional level, mutual passion and dignity in music. And I think I'm grateful for that. So, that's, um, I mean, it's always nice to have, let's say, an archive of, you know, recording composition or a live Mm. set. Like, I consider record as a very beautiful uh, monument for a period Mm. of time um, that it's going to always be a great memory, you know.
2: And, um, yeah, we had a conversation a few months ago as as well about this album before it was coming out. And you told me that it's um, kind of a collection of memories of the time, just some sensations and the emotions that were you going through. And how has it been for you since the record came out? Um, that's, that's a quite interesting question
1: because I've sometimes even asked myself because um, before, I guess for, let's say for a lack, um, my last album before Jade, I felt, a, I, I, I got definitely a bit more feedback not because mm-hmm. of more people are giving me feedback but because there wasn't um there was much more space and time and mm-hmm. opportunities for me to be in place with strangers listeners mm-hmm. or you know just in general bodies in space that can give me some sort of f- feedback doesn't necessarily be awards you know they could be at my life set and um mm-hmm. being in a way that I could sense how they feel about the music, or it could be the sound being played in the radio. There's many ways of doing that. So I feel like, especially now, I am not really, I guess I've felt quite withdrawn from in general, social media and internet. And that Mm. has become a main resource of this idea of feedback in arts and music. I personally think it's maybe a bit unfortunate, Um, but also because of pandemic, there is much less going on so yeah. i felt definitely a bit distant from this criticism or feedback that i do consider very important um in my work you know mm-hmm. um but i guess on the other hand maybe that is what jade is calling for is calling for like a more inward listening experience. Inwards,
2: words yeah yeah yeah, yeah was, and, um, thinking as well yeah
1: yeah and i think it's maybe also beautiful that a lot of things that are unspoken that are not communicated and mm-hmm. You know, this is a piece of me that I decided to share with whoever came across with it. And if they Mm -hmm. can take something from it and build upon it, that's already, for me, a big honor. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a compliment or anything positive or negative to me. Um, So I become almost detached from it Mm
2: -hmm. as a
1: record, let's say. Yeah. And what will be the next album now? The one we just announced is actually supposed to c- came out um before Jade,
2: okay. But
1: we somehow decided to just drop Jade like that. Um, mm-hmm. so it's the the um, so into I think we briefly talked about in two thousand uh, uh, our last conversation mm-hmm. that in two thousand nineteen I did this exhibition in London at Tate Modern and it was yeah. a opera five acts. So yeah. this record is um recording version of uh, almost one hour excerpt of that um opera piece so yeah. just the music so we're making it um a double vinyl release of the music part of the exhibition let's say
2: yeah. okay yeah nice and um in between two albums uh, you also you worked on um, a few large scale installations and uh, opera pieces performances and tissues was also one of them and they were commissioned by uh important cultural institutions like Tate and uh, in Berlin it was Gropius Bau and Haus the Kultur in the Welt and you also have two uh, large-scale works now running in Shanghai and in Hong Kong that's also something that I would like to discuss uh, a bit more with you because it's um, one thing is um, producing music uh, that will be released on an album and the other thing working with the uh, um, artists from different di- disciplines and directing and uh, creating a large, large piece. Yeah, so how was that for you?
1: Mm, I mean, both are definitely exciting. You know, I don't yeah. have, I don't weigh one over the other. I didn't think mm-hmm. for me, the, let's say the um, communication in a way hasn't, doesn't really necessarily have um, something to do with the idea of scale. A powerful mm-hmm. message can be sent even it's small, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be big. It's like the powerful sound. I mean, this is quite, I think I've quite often said this that it doesn't, you don't have to be very loud to be heard. You know, there is yeah. many ways to have the message delivered. It's a matter of touching and honesty. There's many layers. Mm-hmm. So I feel for me, they're both valuable and exciting. Of course, the process is quite different, Um Working with institutions is a lot different way of communicating, planning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not everything necessarily goes into the creative process. Same with record or making Mm -hmm. an album, but that's a very different. It's much more individual focused, personal, more, let's say, tolerated with impulsive let's say um, moments, you know, which yeah. I, I often feel great. But when it comes to working on the bigger scale, um, a longer period of time that involves multiple parties and the role isn't only just or responsibility, isn't just in this one circle or one, you know, environment I am anymore, it's I'm responsible for much more things and yeah. my roles expands into many different aspects. Mm. So, of course, naturally, that requires a lot more, let's say, um, sense of responsibility and commitment. It's mm. it's a very different level for me um, of the build up. I guess it, it could be like a, a weird comparison would be like eating ice cream. It's like <laughs> an album for me that okay. I would... I don't eat ice cream every day, but I would always <laughs> want to eat that. And thinking of making, eating ice cream is already mm. exciting and mm. makes me happy. And I feel like a child eating it, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't mind it makes, it becomes messy because it's about joy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about this, like, I don't know, sugar overdose or whatever. And <laughs> you, it's, it's a place to let go and for moments of impulsiveness, almost. And mm-hmm. making, like, artworks is a bit more similar to the idea of cooking Mm -hmm. you know the emotions are involved are very similar but the before after and the process are very different both do you like do you
2: like cooking do you cook
1: yeah i do i do okay okay yeah Yeah. i I just wish i have access to more in you know familiar ingredients
2: Mm, yeah, I, I, can I imagine
1: I very different ingredients, so it's a bit mm. challenging sometimes. But we are trying our best.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, this uh, space between the both albums, there was this time, two thousand seventeen. There was this. Um, uh, fist piece where you presented at the Tonal um, the album you were performing a lot you know and then you went into this uh, opera dances um, more architectural uh, architecture related installation and you um, we we were like okay so what is pan doing now she's not coming back to to write music again so and then then when this album came out it was i think really great moment for the music fans first of all as well to have uh, you know a record of yours again
1: yeah i'm i'm really uh, speaking of that i feel really grateful that whenever there is a chance for me to share something mm-hmm. there is a whole that are so curious and generous to, you know, open to this experience. I think that's, for me, the most important, this exchange, you know. It's not a a one-direction thing. I'm not just giving, I'm also taking. So Mm -hmm. it happens, like people are listening and, you know, like what you're telling me right now. If you feel really good you making music you know.
2: <laughs> sure you should yeah, yeah. and the yeah. tissues the um the record that will come out now it was um, an opera piece right and uh, you worked with the uh, opera singers and mm-hmm. with the uh, dancers and um you will become not only a performer yourself but you also you're a director you explain people how to to perform your piece right how is this process for you, especially in tissues? And why is this also the work that you decided to release on a record? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess it was a very natural growth of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like growth of, let's say, how I, it's not like I changed my mind. I felt like that was always there. But of mm-hmm. course, I, I have this saying in Chinese, um, like, I don't know, like an idiom that you don't, you cannot uh, become fat with one bite. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like means like when you have a vision, you require patience to mm-hmm. like slowly build up. So I guess for me, it was always in my mind. Um, I wanted to make opera and the reasons behind it had never changed. But I had, you know, done my research, take my time. And even all this, every life set I was playing was for me, a understanding of space, audience and, you know, lights and how to create small pieces every time. And it wasn't also like, I guess I was definitely much more um, active in touring life uh, before 2019. Yeah. And it was also for me, um, I guess touring is fun, but I know that my threshold has become lower of like traveling and, mm-hmm. you know, going into this whole procedure as a touring musician. So I have like, um, you know, definitely, uh, uh, let's say purposely, have performed live alone much less is to yeah. protect in a way head space, physical capacity for me to be able to deliver other works that I think are also very valuable. So this, mm. because of that, it gives me headspace to be able to put all this, let's say knowledge, skill and experience and inspiration I've accumulated from all before tissues becoming this body of the opera work. But the mm. idea had actually existed for already... Four years before that, which mm-hmm. was what I was cons- constantly working towards too. Let's say,
2: yeah. You also mm-hmm. mentioned um, in our previous conversation that um, you've been always fascinated with opera and uh, the way how this huge potential of uh, of a voice can come out of a small person, and mm-hmm. that you had a friend uh, who was an opera singer, and this is how it started for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean. Uh, all this your performances when you solo or when you're directing uh it's always very physical it's this very Mm -hmm. like the process of giving away so um Mm -hmm. yeah so probably maybe you can mention again a little bit how you work with the dancers and the opera singers Mm -hmm. how you teach them to perform this to give away
1: yeah i wouldn't maybe use the word teach in my case i feel Mm -hmm. more of we are um guiding them maybe, or generating messages. I feel like I am closely observing the beauty of each individual, of each gesture, of each sound, um, be it singer or dancer or actor, um, that I really felt like I'm more of kind of like someone with a magical hands who have like beautiful, uh, people to work with that it's mm-hmm. I want to see the shining point of each person and like kind of assemble them mm-hmm. in the f- manner of improvisation so it yeah. was a constant um let's say I feel like constantly I'm like triggered by the, th- the great things I see and giving directions giving guidance through words through my own performance through mm-hmm. performing with them or like you know, my way of working with cast is quite specific, I guess. There is uh-huh. many things like um, besides the kind of the usual directing, guiding, there is a lot more of like kind of behaviors we do together or kind of workshops or, mm-hmm. you know, certain um, rituals in a way. Ritual as a metaphor, I guess, not necessary ritual. So um, the things that put us in a state of mind. So it, it's a very psychological, emotional and personal history involved procedure so um, in this way i feel like it's a s- quite strong sense of togetherness mm-hmm. but not necessarily on the personal
2: level sorry like how many um dancers how many performers do you have in tissues not dancers in t- but singers in yeah.
1: Total, yeah it's uh in total of three singers mm-hmm. including me yeah um, i'm also i'm singing and performing yeah. at the same time so i count as you know as both but the rest mm-hmm. is the dancers were 10 Mm-hmm. and uh, singers were three okay it's one one counter tenor one uh, soprano and one mezzo soprano yeah mm-hmm. so and they were they were they were amazing and it was really great <laughs> with the singer we worked for quite a long time um from i guess m- more than half a year and mm-hmm. with the to rehearse towards it and everything with the dancers was uh, much shorter but i was very let's say, it feels like, you know, like a a mom and kids relationship. I think (laughs) I briefly mentioned before. I was, I felt very proud, but also Mm -hmm. of course, like proud of like how they were in the work because they were so beautiful. I was so happy to Mm -hmm. see how elegant they looked when the moment was happening, you know? But of course for me as well, it was really, um, I would, no matter how much, let's say, pain I had to go through (laughs) before and after and during this making of the work, Mm-hmm. It, I would never exchange this kind of transcendental experience performing in the work. For me personally, mm-hmm. I think it was definitely unforgettable. Yeah,
2: nice. And then the record—is uh, it the recording from two thousand nineteen, or did you record it in the studio now We're for the record? The studio. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the
1: work is um, is made as let's say a, a structure of five acts, and mm-hmm. I felt for listening experience without yeah. visual elements because music um the the idea of opera it it does for me it doesn't stand alone it needs Mm -hmm. a visual element needs this live art and experience involved so I felt for listening I would make it more condensed and take out Mm -hmm. like you know single um simplify certain parts of the narrative to make something the transition more smooth so I make out the I guess the original piece because it's open end but I would say it was more or less around two to two hours and a half Mm-hmm. Um, so we make the part we're releasing is a bit less than an hour.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, really excited about this one. Um, Thank you. And um, yeah, Ah, um, a question I wanted to ask you as well. Um, you mentioned also previously that, you know, opera, we think of opera as something very, I mean, for many people, a rigid form of art, right? It's... Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, connected to the classical art and uh, maybe less to experimental art. And for you, it's very different. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, now I think about it, I feel maybe almost like more blessed with like only knowing after. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there is maybe certain things I touched, like these words we're talking about opera art, like these things, they, they didn't mean different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just doing it because and I happened to be involved in that because that was mm-hmm. my passion, my dream, my fantasy. And then it came out to be part of a world that has a specific history and background towards it. So I felt in this case, I wasn't, let's say, intimidated by the history, but I'm very mm-hmm. aware of what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And it's not, let's say, maybe on the political level, it's something more of a radical thing I am okay. fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there is certain messages and voices being delivered and it will prove itself throughout time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel to me that there is opera is one form, it's, but there is many things that has such a vivid life towards it. But mm-hmm. maybe it's like a sleeping monster. Mm-hmm. you know so I think it's interesting to work with this idea of awakening of um the idea of extreme I guess extreme in many form extreme could be let's say what we're talking about the voice yeah. opera voice it is an extreme form of vocalization mm-hmm. or noise is extreme of yeah. sound you know could be silent could be loud uh, could be noisy it could be quiet like this is the idea identification let's say in my mind of noise that is very broad and also extreme that's his social environment Mm or the time we're in so these things are all coming together and I feel like um, looking at opera it does represent or let's say have this like kind of tease of many things that I've always been interested in so like I decided to explore further down that line Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't go to opera very often myself, but I think the mm-hmm. idea of opera is very exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice. um, And you also mentioned previously that you don't have a formal academic education in music, right? So no. your yeah so your knowledge um, of music is uh, self-taught right, from what I understand. And uh, also you mentioned previously that your understanding of genre is uh, quite recent. Um, yeah, how does it work for you without being, uh, without having a formal education to explore all of these uh, genres and uh, media forms right now? Mm. Well,
1: I also want to know how, but it just like I, guess it happen, you know? like I wish I could like write a book like how to make. I'm going to music school? Or how to make art without going to art? So, I don't know. But like, do you, do
2: you I, think it's it's rather your advantage or disadvantage? Or not 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 having the education. Uh, it's the reality I have, okay.
1: mm-hmm. and I think my who I am maybe makes it neutral to me, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it sucks and I don't think it's great and I Mm -hmm. just know this is what I have and it's the situation I am in and I have to work through it this way and the only way is I really believe it's very very important in this process to be Mm -hmm. honest and brave I think Mm -hmm. that's two things I want to do as much as possible I can't say and I think nobody can say they can be brave all the time or honest 100 percent, but at least Mm -hmm. that is something that I I consider as very top of my discipline. If I mm-hmm. don't, um, I think I wouldn't be able to, because you are asking the question how, and I guess if I wasn't able to, you know, put this to quality in the creative process as the priority of what I should stand for, my work would have been a very different um, shape and I would be in a different place today as well. But I'm mm-hmm. very happy how I have chosen to be and mm-hmm. I think that is in line with my belief, you know.
2: Nice. I think it sounds very inspiring for many people who work in experimental arts because um, many people don't have a formal education in this area. And I think it's really, um, uh, yeah, it's very inspiring to hear you say these things and very it, there's a lot of encouragement in that. Um, yeah, and you, you grew up in China in the city uh, called uh, Gua- Guanyan, <laughs> I'm like still oh, yeah. pronounce mm-hmm. it yeah. <laughs> correctly. Um, yeah, and then you moved to Berlin around 10 years ago from what I understand, six right? Years. Yeah, uh, six, six years. Six years ago. ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, how was this move and um, how were your years in China where you started developing your artistic vision? And uh, yeah, how do you what's the main difference i guess it's huge but still.
1: yeah well i guess it, it i feel like every part of the world is different but of course the mm-hmm. difference between china and germany is much larger than <laughs> france and germany for example yeah um, but <laughs> yeah. for yeah but for me it's really <laughs> hard to let's say put this uh, difference or let's say what i observe into words because my like at my first 18 years almost every day I spent in my hometown Guiyang And that's who Mm. I am. That's all I know. Um, in reality, my hands, my my the air I breathe, the streets I see I walk on, the food I eat, that's everything. You Mm -hmm. know, and so that I feel it is a very uh naked version of a person, you know. Um Mm -hmm. it's a very lively city, it's a lot of information. But mm-hmm. if there is anything culturally, uh, let's say in the tr- let's say in the much more um, accepted or socially accepted way, let's say what we say the background, the community, the scene, it doesn't have that. But does it? Is it inspiring? Does it contribute to what I do today? Are statistically mm-hmm. definitely a lot. Yeah. So also like leaving it, um, leaving my hometown, and you know. Um, also made me realize how much it meant to me, how much this experience or this personal history there, Mm -hmm. the darkness and the hope it brought me is so precious. You know, I wouldn't change it for any other version. And of course, when I left China for the first time Mm -hmm. in my, like I was almost 21 when I left China for for the first time, it was definitely a lot of cultural shock. But moving to Germany, I had already been through a lot of like this you know, struggle in immigration and, you Mm -hmm. know, many, many things abroad. So Germany for me was kind of felt more of an open arm, Mm -hmm. like a welcome, like a safe place, not necessarily because I had friends there. Actually, I didn't know anybody when I moved there. Um, It was more because it didn't judge me. It didn't judge me because I had no education in what I do. It -hmm. didn't judge me because I was just someone come out from nowhere. It didn't judge Mm -hmm. me because I didn't know anyone. I didn't have to show up with friends. I could go to a concert myself. Mm -hmm. I could go to, you know, see an exhibition myself and I could walk in the street myself, eat alone. There was a lot of tolerance for Mm -hmm. a person alone.
2: And what were the places in between where you felt all those things, felt judged and that you couldn't be alone? I wouldn't I
1: mean there were many places I spent quite Mm. a lot of time in USA I wouldn't Mm. say I wouldn't blame it on the place it was Mm. of course I think for every person's um, inner growth it takes time especially in your early 20s and from a transition from a teenager you know to an adult Mm. and all of this so I felt it was more what I experienced and the conflicts it gave me or maybe the naivety of a young woman all of this things yeah did not I would every the combination of everything wasn't the perfect timing for me. And when Mm -hmm. the time is ripe, physically, I was in Berlin and it felt great. And the decision Mm -hmm. was made, state. And I think it turned out to be a great decision. And I felt very comfortable and safe, um, being Berlin, it felt like home to me.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. like before, until you were twenty one, you were in China. And um, yeah. were you involved with the music scene at that time? Mm-hmm. And are you still connected to the people there? Yeah, the I mean, Arctic scene.
1: I, I guess I would, I would definitely be very modest on this note because I think mm-hmm. China is quite big, and I,
2: yeah,
1: as I said, I guess a lot of connections are through internet and WeChat and being constantly engaging in the community in different cities, different parts of the country. So, And I'm not very much in in either way. There is definitely a lot of things I'm not aware of, but, um, you know, definitely there are many friends I encountered with or, you know, shared mutual interest and passion and ground with that. I remained friends and we continue having exchange and yeah. they're not necessarily active on the international level, or let's say, um, A lot of them were not involved in club music.
2: Um,
1: There is many different genres or style or way of expressing sonically that spreads out in all, I don't know, all kinds of basement, all kinds of Mm. living room, all kinds Mm -hmm. of clubs. Um, Mm -hmm. But of course, in China, it's a difficult place, especially these days. A lot of venues we used to go to, we used to play at, Mm -hmm. are closed now. Um, And I do hear many new voices coming out. So one, one thing I'm quite happy with what's going on there because there is a lot of exciting voices. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I do feel sad and um, felt, let's say, there needs to be you know, more push from music curators, club promoters, bookers mm-hmm. that you know, a lot of them are friends of mine who have been very active and supportive to pushing the music scene in China. And I wish mm-hmm. there is more space for them to involve more let's say experimentation in line up in sounds because mm-hmm. there i understand certain certain cases like a place like berlin has yeah. its openness is not just because they want to it's because they can i guess in that sense i am connected with um you know what's going on in china now um but i wish i could be more let's say there could be more interaction Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not and, up to me sometimes.
2: Yeah, and um yeah, yeah your uh, two big installations of yours are running in China right now. One is um 109 minus, it's in Hong Kong, and the other mm-hmm. one is uh, don't do it in Shanghai. Are they still mm-hmm. running, by the way? Uh, both the of them? The one
1: in, in Shanghai just closed, I think just closed two months ago. Yeah, yeah cuz mm-hmm. it was part of the Shanghai Biennale. It it mm-hmm. ended yeah exactly end, yeah. end of July, I believe, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The and one in Hong Kong uh, yeah. is still running. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in Hong Kong right now to prepare yeah. the actual exhibition of it. Because the 109 109- Minus was more like the, the sound installation who acts as the prologue or the introduction yeah. part of the actual exhibition. So now I'm here mm-hmm. preparing the actual body of the work that's open in December 15th.
2: And how does it feel for you to be back to show your work? Um,
1: Hong Kong is great, I have mm-hmm. to say. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult because I think my, you know, I think I am in a way very um, open. I feel like an open book in that sense that Mm -hmm. I am wanting to learn and curious and also being able to speak English fluently helps me a lot in communication with different people because conversation dialogue is very important when it comes to learning and exchange. Um, But experience in mainland China, and in Hong Kong are definitely very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there is, I don't have a sense of, let's say a sense of um, blame to any negative experience or doesn't really feel um, it's surprised when something doesn't go well. Um, I'm, I'm much more having an attitude or of understanding, I guess. Um, but definitely in mainland, it does feel much more difficult in many mm-hmm. ways. In Hong Kong, you felt more of a support um, in making certain things happen. But there is mm-hmm. definitely still difficulties you would encounter compared to not making work in Europe. But I also think mm-hmm. that is why it's so important for me to make work back yeah. in yes. this area, you know, that where I am more familiar with culturally. Yeah, And it's with mainland, is definitely a strange one because I consider myself very like soaked in Chinese culture, you know, that's all Mm -hmm. I know growing up. Mm -hmm. But still going back now, sometimes I would feel a sense of shock. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's like okay, you're going back yeah. to your own culture you have a culture shock yeah or you're it's reminded a, it's a classic
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and you're reminded how things could have been you know <laughs> like
2: mm, yeah
1: yeah it's a challenge for sure
2: yeah but it's yeah. also i think this uh, distance that you took a couple of years to develop yourself artistically it's very important as well uh, you wouldn't be the same artist if you stay there right and just develop only Absolutely. there yeah you needed Absolutely. this um kind of a gap to kind of uh have maybe a more critical uh, view on some things right to see yeah, them from absolutely. the outside
1: yeah yeah well I I'm not not even just the opinion or the view I don't even see there a would be a opportunity or a tolerance for me to be creative I would probably mm-hmm. be I don't know like working the a bank somewhere uh, having two kids now <laughs> you <Wow>. know <laughs> with heavy depression I don't know <laughs> maybe also not you don't know you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's, 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 a, it's a very challenge I, I know that for a matter of fact with the operating and background I have I wouldn't mm-hmm. be left with much choice
2: mm-hmm. are you going yeah. to perform at this exhibition yourself as well are you or yeah. just direct yeah. yeah you are yeah,
1: yeah. And, I mean actually this work has been going on we've been making it since last year Mm-hmm. And there, there is the sound installation you mentioned that is running now and there will be mm-hmm. a film installation and there will be uh, also durational performance in an installation environment um, that's going to go on for six hours a day and for three weeks. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to perform every day. So we'll be here basically until the beginning of next year,
2: mm-hmm. until
1: the end of the exhibition. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. And um, yeah, as I mentioned before, and we spoke about this, that your presence in your pieces is always very physical you and emotional so you give away yourself to the fullest always and um yeah um would be really exciting to see it but it will be in hong kong only yeah but are yeah. you planning anything when you um going like coming back to europe any new projects
1: yeah there is a new project in 2023 um, okay Uh yeah and that's I guess more of a project project that's in Mm -hmm. the make or in the cook (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and for next year there is mm, you know different things here and there commissions shows and you know they're all quite exciting but I feel like I don't really it's not uh, I don't really plan things like you know an idea it's not um it, it doesn't come out of a planning And the things, the certain ideas have been there since a long time and it's like slowly building up and step by step, there's always multiple works are being made in the make and Mm -hmm. who becomes right first would come out at the right timing, I guess. But Mm -hmm. there is always multiple things um, being, let's say, um, researched on, worked on, or tried on, experimented with like at the Mm -hmm. same time. And I, but of course there is certain, fixed moments something needs to happen and i guess mm-hmm. the the next very fixed thing it will be in 2023
2: okay yeah 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 um and you also you um, you like to work on your own right you like to develop ideas within yourself and then to share them with your team and uh how is the how is like important the sense of community around you and people who surround you? Do you need a lot of exchange all the time or you need to spend more time on your own developing your ideas?
1: Um, I, uh, th- this is a challenging question because I also don't, it's hard for me to answer it. Mm-hmm. Even like I quite often ask myself, actually, how, how do I feel being yeah. with people or not with people? Yeah because I do feel like I demand a lot of solitude um, in general as a person, mm-hmm. but I also love being around um, people and work with people. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate um, this collaborative um, modes in, mm-hmm. in the process. Um, but I feel like I definitely struggle quite a lot with this idea of sense of community. In general, the struggles with people, and I guess that's not news. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I think many artists are not yeah. the most comfortable with people. I think I can and I'm maybe not bad at um mm-hmm. I- in the group, but mm-hmm. I don't find I always find some troubles after within myself after dealing with the situation. So I think I would prefer um an exchange that is in a more abstract way, much mm-hmm. less of an instant feedback. Mm-hmm. So um in this case, I guess um I do need a lot of time alone, but not like completely cut off with the world. You know, could be writing a letter with a friend, could be exchanging a book, could be sharing a playlist and making Mm -hmm. a phone call. doesn't mean that I have to be in the community, in the scene, in the opening or a concert in presence physically. I feel maybe this is more of the way I prefer to have more of a vague and Distant exchange. Sometimes this kind of in depth ab- abstract communication maybe mm-hmm. has more of a strength to hold on to, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The community doesn't have to be only about people present in one room all the time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we have all these different communities. And do you like going out to dance to a club? Oh, I love dancing, but I yeah. think I was just joking, <laughs> which I think. <laughs>
1: like my friends would think I'm just bullshitting. I was like, "Yeah, age talking." Okay. like, I'm not even that aged, you know. Um, but it's it's difficult for me to stay late, um, mm-hmm. and I can. But the recovery procedure is hideous. So, mm-hmm. but I love dancing, and um, and I am definitely like I'm a obsessed dancer. I feel like mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like extreme sports. I would yeah. dance until I collapse. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like a very, in a way, like, um, I remember there was times I would go to a club with like a bottle of water and an apple,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with, <laughs> with a, like a DJ or a lineup I love, like, you know, just those moments. And it happens less and less. I mean, especially mm-hmm. in Berlin, I think like very often you would encounter friends. I really don't enjoy talking to people in club.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a
1: statement. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, it's it's difficult, but I think I do yeah. appreciate a lot. Even I barely perform or play in in club um, environment mm. anymore, but I still very much appreciate club culture
0: yeah. and
1: in general, you know, club music. I think this is a very strong force that mm. will continue growing and ongoing. And I think it's very important. And it is definitely placed to put a uh, in impact and influence on my work as well
2: yeah you know? of course yeah, so, yeah
1: yeah and they will well, they will i hope there will be another you know maybe another project i would flash back those moments and yeah you know, playing clubs going to clubs and making club music like
2: could i be think the, the the club culture has been shattered a little bit and it has become to become strong again maybe then you know yeah um yeah, yeah. but i think it's also it was um yeah, we all saw how much we all missed it. And so the energy level is not always the same, but it still, it mm-hmm. gives you something that's, yeah, it's very special, I think. Definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, we are definitely looking forward to tissues. Uh, I think it will be good for the winter nights, you know, to <laughs> to, <laughs> to get uh, engaged with this uh, opera. Um, yeah. And, um, looking forward to your next projects as well we'll be following them uh thank you so much for this conversation it was very exciting and um yeah we're looking forward to
1: the updates thank you so much and and yeah like i don't know like i feel like we talked a lot about i think everything. so too yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 thank you so much for the conversation yeah. it was a pleasure yeah
2: thank you
0: Thank you for listening to RA's Exchange with Pan Daiqing and Mariana Beresovska. Our full archive of podcasts is available for you to take in at any time. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like to listen to my interview with Finn, which is available on all platforms right now. I'm going to have a new episode for you next week. Until then, take care.